The Beautiful Strange Podcast presents 10-Minute Tidbits Unusual Stories from Past and Present Narrated by Allison DeWitt The letter was written by Italian sister Maria Crocefisa della Concezione in the 17th century. She was born Isabella Tomasi and became a nun when she was 15 years old. The nun was 31 when the letter was written. Legends claim that after a long battle between the nun and Satan, the letter was found in the nun's hand on August 11, 1676, when she awoke from a fainting spell in her room with her face smeared with ink. This event took place at the cloistered nunnery of Palma de Manchiero in Sicily. Apparently, the nun and her sisters could not decode the text, but over time, they decided that it must be the words of Satan trying to convince the young nun to turn away from her faith. A written account about the occurrence by Maria Serafisa attests to Sister Maria's courage, claiming Satan would have tried to force the nun to sign the letter. Yet Sister Maria apparently opposed the demand by writing, Oh me, instead. The content of the rest of the text has been a mystery for centuries. According to La Stampa, a monastery even offered a month-long vacation for the person who managed to decode it in the 1960s. No one was able to do so until now. A team from the Ludum Science Center in Sicily used a code-cracking algorithm found on the deep web. The same software is allegedly used by unspecified intelligence services. Daniela Badi, director of the Ludum Science Center, said, we heard about the software, which we believe is used by intelligence services for code breaking. We primed the software with the ancient Greek, Arabic, and runic alphabet and Latin to descramble some of the letter and show that it really is devilish. By using that software, live science reports that scientists have managed to decipher all 14 lines of the letter. The software used an algorithm to detect common characters and compared them to the most similar characters in various alphabets. The letter appeared as if it was written in shorthand. We speculated that Sister Maria created a new vocabulary using ancient alphabets that she may have known, Abadi said. We analyzed how the syllables and graphisms repeated in the letter in order to locate vowels, and we ended up with a refined decryption algorithm. The letter is inconsistent and rambles somewhat incoherently on the connections between God, human, and Satan. It claims that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are deadweights, and goes on to say that humans invented God. It also asserts that God thinks he can free mortals, adding, the system works for no one. Finally, it seems to refer to River Styx, which separates the earth and the underworld in Greek and Roman mythology. In a curious phrase, perhaps now, Styx is certain. The Axeman of New Orleans was an American serial killer, active in New Orleans, Louisiana, and surrounding communities from May 1918 to October 1919. Press reports during the height of public panic about the killings mentioned similar murders as early as 1911, but recent researchers have called these reports into question. The Axeman was never identified, and the murders remain unsolved. As the killer's epithet implies, the victims were usually attacked with an axe, which often belonged to the victims themselves. In most cases, a panel on a back door of a home was removed by a chisel, which along with the panel was left on the floor near the door. 
The intruder then attacked one or more of the residents with either an axe or straight razor. The crimes were not motivated by robbery, and the perpetrator never removed items from the victims' homes. The majority of the Axeman's victims were Italian immigrants or Italian-Americans, leading many to believe that the crimes were ethnically motivated. Many media outlets sensationalized this aspect of the crimes, even suggesting mafia involvement despite lack of evidence. Some crime analysts have suggested that the killings were related to sex and that the murderer was perhaps a sadist, specifically seeking female victims. Criminologists Colin and Damon Wilson hypothesize that the Axeman killed male victims only when they obstructed his attempts to murder women, supported by cases in which the woman of the household was murdered but not the man. A less plausible theory is that the killer committed these murders in an attempt to promote jazz music, suggested by a letter attributed to the killer in which he stated that he would spare the lives of those who played jazz in their homes. The Axeman was not caught or identified and his crimes restopped as mysteriously as it had started. The murderer's identity remains unknown to this day, although various possible identifications of varying plausibility have been proposed. On March 13, 1919, a letter purporting to be from the Axeman was published in newspapers saying that he would kill again at 15 minutes past midnight on the night of March 19th, but would spare the occupants of any place where a jazz band was playing. That night, all of New Orleans dance halls were filled to capacity, and professional and amateur bands played jazz at parties at hundreds of houses around town. There were no murders that night. Hell, March 13, 1919. Esteemed mortals of New Orleans, they have never caught me, and they never will. They have never seen me, for I am invisible, even as the ether that surrounds your earth. I am not a human being, but a spirit and a demon from the hottest hell. I am what you Orleanians and your foolish police call the Axeman. When I see fit, I shall come and claim other victims. I alone know whom they shall be. I shall leave no clue except my bloody axe, besmeared with blood and brains of he whom I have sent below to keep me company. If you wish, you may tell the police to be careful not to rile me. Of course, I am a reasonable spirit. I take no offense at the way they have conducted their investigations in the past. In fact, they may have been so utterly stupid as to not only amuse me, but his satanic majesty, Francis Joseph, etc. But tell them to beware. Let them not try to discover what I am, for it were better that they were never born than to incur the wrath of the Axeman. I don't think there is any need of such warning, for I feel sure the police will always dodge me as they have in the past. They are wise and know how to keep away from all harm. Undoubtedly, you Orleanians think of me as the most horrible murderer, which I am, but I could be much worse if I wanted to. If I wished, I could pay a visit to your city every night, at will, I could slay thousands of your best citizens, and the worst, for I am in close relationship with the Angel of Death. Now to be exact, at 12.15 earthly time, on next Tuesday night, I am going to pass over New Orleans. In my infinite mercy, I am going to make a little proposition to you people. Here it is. I am very fond of jazz music, and I swear by all the devils in the nether regions that every person shall be spared in whose home a jazz band is in full swing at the time I have just mentioned. If everyone has a jazz band going, well then so much the better for you people. One thing is certain, and that is some of your people who do not jazz it out on that specific Tuesday night, if there be any, will get the axe. 
Well, as I am cold and crave the warmth of my native Tartarus, it is about time I leave your earthly home. I will cease my discourse, hoping that thou wilt publish this, that it may go well with thee. I have been and will be the worst spirit that has ever existed either in fact or realm of fancy. The Axeman. External Aspect of the Rat Kill two adult rats with ether or chloroform. One of these is to be used for the study of the muscles, the other for the dissection of the remaining soft parts. Examine the external characteristics of the dead animal and determine the species to which it belongs by referring to the descriptions of species given above. Observe the general form of the trunk and the characteristic shape of the head. Note the exposed, sharp, chisel-like incisor teeth which the rat uses in gnawing hard objects. The long hair, or vivaci, which project laterally from the animal's snout, doubtless serve as feelers. Rats in the daytime appear to have poor vision while in the open, for their movements are all then uncertain or slow. But when in contact with a wall, for instance, they run rapidly, indicating that they are then assisted by tactile stimuli through the vibrasi. The limbs are comparatively short, each being terminated by five digits, fingers on the forelimbs, toes on the hind ones. The thumb, which is so inconspicuous that it may be overlooked at first, bears a flattened, nail-like claw, but the claw at the end of each of the remaining four fingers is sharpened. The hind foot has five clawed digits, Numbering these digits from the median side, the first and the fifth are shorter than the other three. Observe and determine the number of the foot pads on the ventral surfaces of the fore and hind feet. In feeding on a morsel of food, rats are said to assume a sitting posture and to hold the food between the fore paws while gnawing at it like a squirrel. Note the scales on the tail. How are they arranged? Are scales characteristic of mammals? and what groups of vertebrates are scales usually found. Carefully observe the hair color of your animal. If you are working with a wild rat, scrutinize the distribution of the pigment within individual hairs. Is each hair the same color throughout? Compare the hair color of the rat with that of other wild animals, if they are available either alive or mounted. Compare the color of the albino's eyes with the eye color of the wild rat. If time permits, sketch the lateral view of the dead animal. The story of Sister Maria was written by Alicia McDermott from ancientorigins.net. The story of the Axeman was written by contributors to wikipedia.org. The story of the rat comes from a laboratory manual of the anatomy of a rat by Harrison R. Hunt, PhD. The Macmillan Company, 1936. Music is from Nicholas Gasparini. Be sure to tune in next Sunday for another episode of the Beautiful Strange Podcast with Anna Adams and Allison DeWitt. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app and rate us on iTunes. If you'd like to keep in touch, reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you for listening.